Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. Asia-Pacific markets are searching for direction this morning after the Dow and the S&P 500 notch fresh record highs on Friday. Seoul is up one-third of a percent. Sydney is in the red and Tokyo is right in the middle, trading flat. Investors will be assessing remarks aired just a little over an hour ago by U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. They also have their eyes on Alibaba shares to see how they react to a record Chinese fine. Joining me now to discuss these stories and more, he's Ryan Huang. How was the weekend? Hey, it was an awesome, awesome weekend. How was yours, Michelle? Uh, it was really, really good. Lots of Chinese-speaking duck pancakes, which I absolutely adore. What did you do? I just got up to the usual, just hanging out at the beach, making sandcastles. And oh, it's lovely. Just uh, having a good time with the kid. Oh, sounds fantastic. All right, let's kick Monday off uh, with a couple of big corporate stories. We'll do that in a moment, including news of a possible major acquisition by Microsoft. But first, a word from U.S. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. His comments, I believe, could tie back into that Microsoft story. CBS News aired an interview with the Fed chair this morning, and in it, he said that the U.S. economy is at an inflection point. So, Ryan, can you tell us more about Powell's optimism? What exactly is driving this optimism? Yeah, to a certain extent, it's pretty much the same speech he's been giving for the past few weeks and months. He is looking at the U.S. economy bouncing back, and that's been driven by a few sectors, of course, the usual ones, which have been benefiting from the economy reopening to some extent. So he's saying, there is a rosy economic outlook compared to what I've seen in the past three months, and that is partly due to the recent stimulus measures being rolled out as well, as well as the vaccine deployment starting to take pace and become successful. So all of that is putting the U.S. economy in a good position to just build on the past few months' success. So he is saying it's now at an inflection point, and maybe it could accelerate to grow even faster. Now, Powell says there's only one major principal risk to recovery. So what is that risk? Well, it's that same risk again. COVID-19 coming back to haunt them. And this potentially with people maybe getting more complacent, just relaxing on those safeguards that have put them into this good position right now. So he's saying COVID-19 could come back and just bring everything back into square one. So all this as part of a... Well, interview that was actually done sometime in the middle of last week when mm. we actually had him speaking at a separate event. So pretty much the same speech he's been giving um, for quite some time. So just saying we are on the up, but don't keep your don't put your eyes off the don't let your guard down. Yeah. Don't let your guard down. Don't mm. put your eyes off the steering wheel or watch the road. Keep your eyes on the road. All right. Powell's optimism can be seen in corporate America and companies around the world, really, in the form of mergers and acquisitions, which are on the rise. Microsoft is the latest company to make headlines in this area. The tech giant is reportedly in talks to buy a speech recognition and artificial intelligence business called Nuance Communications. The price tag for this? 16 billion US dollars. A formal announcement could come as early as today. So, right. Tell us more about Nuance. Uh, what could it bring to Microsoft's business if this deal does indeed go through? So Nuance is a company that handles AI speech and voice recognition. So it is pretty much the company that laid the founding, 
the, the, the groundwork for the Siri speech software by Apple. So this is going to be a big deal. And Microsoft and Nuance actually have been working together since 2019 on voice recognition technology for doctors. So when you have a doctor's visit, for example, mm-hmm. whatever's being said in a conversation will be transcribed into doctor's notes on a computer. So going into electronic medical records. So freeing up the doctor from writing and maybe reading his own handwriting. (laughs) So that apparently is going to be the next big thing that Microsoft is looking at. Voice recognition software actually expanding its capabilities and looking a bit more into nuance. uh, It had net income of $91 million last year. And that is off the back of revenue of $1.5 billion. And this actually is a bit of a turnaround from the prior year where it lost money, $217 million. So it's a company that's growing and now getting profitable. Do you use speech recognition software? I mean, you know, to take down notes? I used to when I was pretty much going around doing more interviews, having to transcribe them. That was a big downtime for me, having to just sit down having to type it out, three hours of interviews, you know, and you only use so much. But it is an important part of the process. And having to free up my time really is productive. And you can imagine, not just for journalists, any person going for meetings, taking minutes, any job, will find it very useful. It is a real-time saver and the software has improved so much over the years. And actually, this is really going to revolutionize um, medicine if you think about it. Our doctors saving all that time taking notes and all the information going to a database, so to speak, and so searching for um, information that can be collated later to figure out what the causes are of diseases as well could arise from this database. So a lot of applications for new ones. Microsoft reportedly offering 50 Six US dollars a share for Nuance. That's more than 20% above the stock's closing price on Friday. Now, this will be the second biggest acquisition in Microsoft's history. The first being the purchase of LinkedIn. That happened five years ago. So, Microsoft recently closed a deal to also buy a video game maker called Zenimax Media. Reportedly in talks to purchase Microsoft, a video game chat community called Discord. Now, none of these deals are cheap. They're all about $7 billion or more. So what do you make of Microsoft's strategy, really? How do you think investors are going to react? I think it's a reflection of how Microsoft is recognizing that it has to branch out into new areas of growth. So we've talked about the video game industry. That is one area. And healthcare is apparently where it's making a big bet. So by going into a, well, in a bigger fashion with a type of nuance and being able to get a better foothold in the healthcare industry, it can then cross-sell other Things like software, cloud computing, record servers. So anything that they can sell to the healthcare industry if they can get a bigger dominance in maybe one area. So healthcare is one big area where Microsoft, I think, is able to grow. And that is going to be one to watch with the application of AI and now speech recognition. Absolutely. Next up, let's switch to corporate news. We have Alibaba. Chinese regulators have slapped that record 2.8 billion US dollar fine on the Chinese tech giant. So remind us what Alibaba did to merit such a large fine. Well, according to regulators, they were abusing their dominant market position. So, of course, Alibaba is that big. But regulators feel it's become so big, it's become an unfair advantage because of the various contracts they have done by making it 
difficult for any of their sellers to go elsewhere. Also, maybe squeezing out some of the smaller players and making it a unlevel playing field for anyone trying to break into the market. So this is a reflection of how Chinese regulators are getting a bit uncomfortable with how some of the homegrown tech companies have become too big. So that is a record fine, $2.8 billion. And this penalty is around 4% of Alibaba's revenues in 2019. So it could have been bigger. It could have gone up to 10% of Alibaba's revenue. And it is... To a certain extent, interesting to see how things have come to hit for Alibaba. Once a poster child for the Chinese economy, now getting a bit of a slap on the wrist from their mom. Yeah, absolutely. Still 4% of revenue. You have to wonder whether Alibaba then will be forced to be more conservative when it comes to acquisitions in the future. To put the fine in context, it is about three times larger than the previous record. A penalty imposed on U.S. chipmaker Qualcomm back in 2015. It is also equivalent to about 12% of Alibaba's net income last year. Alibaba and the Chinese government have been on the out since late last year when regulators scuttled the plan IPO of Jack Ma's Ant group. So do you think that this fine, which Alibaba, by the way, thanked regulators for at the end, you could see a contrition in its open letter. Um, Do you think Alibaba will now be able to put the saga behind it and move on? Well, I definitely hope so. And I think thanking the regulators for finding them could go some way to helping it. And just put things into more detail, that open letter thanking them, they pretty much much thank regulators for, hey, uh, you're doing a great job. Yeah, and doing a great job because we have managed to grow so big because of your constant oversight and how well you've managed the regulations and rules. Without you, we wouldn't have gone to this position. So thank you for finding us and doing a good job. So pretty much that is the... Thank you for growing us and then thank you for finding us. Yeah, thank you for growing us. So pretty much... Thank you for everything. Paraphrasing what the open letter was (laughs) trying to uh, carry with his message. So with that, I think they are hoping this is the last penalty they will see from regulators. But of course, that is going to be a big question mark. The next question is, is there going to be someone next? And that is, of course, putting a lot of people on notice, sitting up after such a huge fine. But also, bearing in mind, some people actually watching to see if this fine could have been larger. So to a certain extent, it's not as bad as what some people are looking out for. And maybe it is now finally some closure for Alibaba who can then get back to business and putting their... And group up for IPO once again. All right. Uh, some observers are going to read the thank you, though, in Alibaba's response to the penalty as, you know, a sign that big companies cannot fight back against Chinese authorities. And they add Tencent could be next in line. What do you think? Yeah, so it goes back to those fundamentals of why this uh, this actually happened. And this is around how many of these tech companies have become so big, they have managed to influence the way of life in China. Yep. For example, many of the Chinese tech companies, uh, it's not just messaging, you also influence shopping, influence borrowing and lending. And this has many implications and ripple effects. For example, uh, with Ant Group, that was a major concern because it really made borrowing so easy for so many people. It really created a bit of additional risk for the financial system when it made it so easy for everyone to just get more credit and and spend money they didn't have. So that was a big concern regulators had, which was one reason for the clampdown. Of course, 
Jack Ma, the founder, did not do himself any favours by criticising regulators for not being forward-thinking with their regulations. So it is a bit of a uh, Alibaba being put up for an, an example mm. in terms of this fine. So maybe Tencent could be next, but who knows? Um, this is going to be a big question mark for the markets to digest uh, and likely to cause some jitters yeah. around the Chinese tech space. Yeah, speaking of markets, Alibaba shares are down 4% since the start of the year. It's going to be interesting to see whether the shares rebound or fall further on news of this $2.8 billion fine. I want to turn to markets. There are several big events on the calendar this week. Investors are going to be looking forward to the latest consumer price numbers over in the US and, of course, earnings season kicks off. So which companies do you have your eye on? Yeah, for, of course, the banks will be in focus. They kick off the earnings season. So right at the start, you've got Wednesday in JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs and Wells Fargo. On Thursday, Bank of America, Citigroup. And on Friday, Morgan Stanley alongside PepsiCo and Delta Airlines. So those earnings will be in focus and it will be all about the future, not actually what the earnings were in the past three months, but mm. more so what they're painting in terms of an outlook in the quarters to come in terms of COVID-19 management, in terms of what they see maybe could be pent-up business demand or activity. So that will be in focus. I think it's also worth watching out for a couple of other companies. Grab is expected to share more details about its SPAC listing uh, alongside Indonesia's Traveloka, which will see Traveloka being valued at around $5 billion, Grab at more than $34 billion, mm. and a historic listing from Coinbase, which will be the first major crypto company to go public. And that will value Coinbase at over $90 billion on the Nasdaq. So that will be one to watch on Wednesday night. So a couple of big numbers and deals to keep on your radar. Yeah, big week for banks and for people who want to invest in crypto, but not directly perhaps, but through an exchange. So there are also two big international news stories that are worth a mention. They highlight potential risk factors for markets, I think. The first is US-China relations, and more specifically, a warning issued by US Secretary of State Antony Blinken regarding Taiwan. What's the latest here? Yeah, so you have... U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken warning China against encroaching on Taiwan. And this is in an interview with NBC News. He voiced concern about the tensions being created by China over what he deems aggressive actions in the Taiwan Strait. And he says the U.S. will stand behind its commitments to ensure Taiwan's self-defense. And it would be a serious mistake for anyone trying to change the existing status quo by force. So a very strong message for China around Taiwan. Next up, an underground atomic facility in Iran, which went dark on Sunday. And media reports are pointing to an Israeli cyber attack. So Ryan, what happened and other concerns in markets that this could escalate? Yeah, so a blackout affected the Natanz atomic facility and this is, of course, a big concern when you have a nuclear facility without power. It could have so many, well, really bad implications. And already the blame game is starting and the fingers are pointing at Israel. And it is going to be a tough one to solve. Right now, you've got Australian media, which is um, known to be quite close to the country's military and intelligence agencies, saying it's a cyber attack. So who knows who is behind the cyber attack? And this, of course, be another hot sticking point for both sides to resolve. And 
it's not an easy one when you've got nuclear terrorism becoming a risk for not just markets, but the global livelihood and economy. Yeah, we're going to have to keep our eye on that one. Let's check in on local stocks. The STI finished off last week basically where it started, 31.84. It's still up about 12% since the start of the year. So, Ryan, how do you think the STI, how's it looking this morning, 21 minutes into the start of trade? Yeah, going into Monday, we've actually come off a rather strong close on Friday night on Wall Street. And that was a rather solid week for Wall Street going into the opening Monday numbers. It is rather muted across Asia. And the STI is starting underwater by 0.2%. It's now at 3,179. And looking at the STI, a quick snapshot, it is pretty much mostly in the red. And right at the bottom is Venture Corp. And Stocks to watch out for will mm. be Fraser's Logistics, Logistics and Commercial Trust. They will replace Jardine Saka and Carriage tomorrow on the STI, so they could be in for some interesting um, volume today. And right now, it is flat at $1.47. Um, CDL, another stock to watch. Over the weekend, they announced that 278 units of Owell Hill residences. That is around 51.5% of the condo project. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was snapped up on its launch weekend. And looking at the early action, we do have city developments in the green by 0.2% at $8.14. So a rather muted start for markets and the SDI right now. Indeed. Thanks very much. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. He's Ryan Huang. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.